0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is NPR's Life Kit. I'm Mary Louise Kelly. Within weeks of showing up in the United States, the Omicron variant has landed record numbers of children in the hospital. Kids still represent a small percentage of those being hospitalized with COVID-19, but some parents are understandably anxious, especially those with kids under five who cannot get vaccinated yet. They are wondering how to navigate life with young children during this surge. So on this episode of Life Kit, we're posing parents' questions to Dr. Ibukan Kalu, a pediatric infectious disease doctor at Duke University.
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market. Featuring wallet happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon, mini quiches, organic everything bagels, and more. Plus, visit the floral department and jazz up your table with a beautiful bouquet of big, bright, sourced-for-good flowers. When the brunch has to be perfect and delicious, go to your local Whole Foods Market.
1: Support for NPR and the following message come from NYU Stern. Their executive MBA program provides the support you need to take that next great leap. Classes held one Friday, Saturday, Sunday a month in downtown D.C. Search NYU Stern EMBA in D.C. Before we get to um, the parents' questions, may I ask you just how things are going at your hospital? Are you seeing a lot of kids hospitalized with COVID-19?
2: Yes, we are seeing a few more than we saw both with the alpha and delta surges in the past spring and summer of 2021.
1: And what ages are you seeing? And and I, I suppose part B of that question is, are they vaccinated?
2: So we've seen across all age groups, we're seeing a couple of small infants, and that may be partially because they have other viral infections spreading in the winter, for example, influenza. And then we're seeing some older kids, older than the age of five, that should be eligible for one of the vaccines out there. Unfortunately, more of the children that are in the hospital are unvaccinated, um however we have younger children that are not eligible for vaccination and also end up in the hospital with covid
1: and the ones who are hospitalized what symptoms do they have are, are the symptoms kids are demonstrating uh, tracking along with adult symptoms or any differences you can see
2: for the most part they track along with adult symptoms so they may have fevers some issues with breathing such, such as shortness of breath um however our youngest kids those that are infants tend to have more gastrointestinal symptoms. They may have vomiting or diarrhea or have issues just maintaining their fluid intake and they end up in the hospital for some support.
1: Yeah, We have a question along these lines. This is our first parent, Alex McCarty. He has a four-year-old and an 18-month-old.
0: I'm wondering about the severity and risk of the Omicron variant to children. Does it seem to be... Um, more dangerous than previous variants, um, or is it about the same or less so?
1: So, Dr. Kalu, this is a question uh, adults have been asking, how do the symptoms compare? How how does the severity of Omicron compare? What do we know specific to children?
2: So, what we know so far is that Omicron is milder than Delta in both children and adults, but it's still pretty severe, and it can cause uh, significant symptoms in a small group, Group of children, not across the board, but a small subset that do end up with more severe symptoms end up in the hospital. If we see more cases, we'll likely see a higher number of kids end up in the hospital just by sheer numbers.
1: Do we know yet how the risk compares to something like the flu? And again, specifically for kids.
2: In kids, partly because COVID seems to cause the initial infection and then just track through the body and cause post-COVID syndromes, it is worse than influenza. And currently, we are seeing influenza spread in our community, but COVID is just outpacing that across the board.
1: Okay, next question. This is on vaccines, and it comes from Oriana Perez, who has a three-year-old daughter. What was
2: the reason why the vaccine trial for children under five failed. Uh, Our main concern here in Texas is that a lot of people are going back to normal, basically uh, not wearing masks in public, and our daughter is
1: still not protected. So I think she may be referring to the Pfizer vaccine trial for kids under five. What more can you tell her about that?
2: What I understand about the process so far is that the trial was conducted to ensure that the vaccine is safe, and it actually works in children that are younger than five and the dose that was chosen did not necessarily trigger a a high enough protective response. They were advised and they chose to go back and adjust the dose to ensure that when they have a viable vaccine option, the dose that's authorized will likely lead to a protective response in kids. So I didn't see it as a failure. I think this is a helpful process for getting um, a safe and effective vaccine.
1: Let me turn us to a question about even younger children. This comes from Mandy McCaslin, who has a six-month-old. How much research has been done for the babies who were in utero um, when moms were vaccinated or babies who were breastfeeding when moms are vaccinated? This is a really fascinating one. If, if a mom who is vaccinated is breastfeeding or was carrying a baby when she was vaccinated, uh, might those babies be protected?
2: Yes, the CDC has summarized some of the more recent research, and I will refer to the data they've shared publicly as a, just a source of information that might be helpful here. But there are also multiple published studies from 2021 that help to address the question she's asking. Specifically, when they look at mothers that had babies recently, uh, mothers that were vaccinated, or those that may have been unvaccinated but got a an infection, just by nature of having COVID spreading everywhere, they saw that those that were vaccinated were able to pass antibodies or pass protection onto the to their infants, and pass it in such a way that it was both in the blood, but also within the mouth and noses of the babies. And this is huge. This is great, because if babies get exposed just inadvertently by living in community, they have a layer of protection since they can't mount their own protection. Some of those that were infected passed uh, some antibodies as well, but it was slightly less than those that were vaccinated. So I think vaccines were safe and effective in pregnant women, and they were able to pass it on, which is hugely helpful.
1: Okay. One last question. Uh, This is from a family that is looking to escape all of this for a little while. Ryan McGee says his two-year-old son is great about wearing his mask, wears his mask like a champ, but he is worried about taking a planned vacation to Hawaii. Is it safe to take a five-hour flight with an unvaccinated two-year-old? Would it be more prudent to postpone our trip? And once we get to our hotel, how safe is it to go to the beach or to the pools? Should we try to encourage mask wearing while playing in the water? Dr. Kalu, I'm trying to imagine trying to keep a two-year-old in a mask on the beach in Hawaii. But what what advice do you have for this family or others trying to figure out if they can travel with really young kids?
2: I share the sentiment. It would be nice to find more sun somewhere. Um, but during the current surge, I'm assuming the question is regarding this period we're in, it may be advisable to defer travel since we're seeing such high rates of community spread. If you can do it, if it's feasible, push it out a few weeks. If you're already on the way there or it's just not feasible for you to move that around, encouraging masking will be great. I think the two-year-olds may struggle a little bit, Um, but also ensure that everyone within your party is vaccinated and has received a booster shot if they're eligible for vaccines. Finally, play outdoors as much as you can, masks don't necessarily work when you're submerged in water. uh, So I would not expect masking in that setting.
1: All right. Uh, Good advice for the beach there from Dr. Ibukun Kalu, pediatric infectious disease doctor at Duke University. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: A version of this episode originally aired on NPR's All Things Considered, produced by Janaki Mehta, and edited by Christopher Intagliata. For more Life Kit, check out our other episodes. We've got one on how practicing mindfulness can lessen stress, and another about how to curb negative self-talk. You can find those episodes at npr.org/lifekit. And if you love Life Kit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at nprorg Newsletter. And now, as always, a completely random tip.
2: My name is Arielle, and my tip is to rename your savings account. To what you're actually saving towards. You can give nicknames to account numbers that are the default when you open up a bank account. So instead of saving for that sweet future vacation and savings account number 1234, you can rename it a fun nickname like Nature Retreat
1: 2022. If you've got a good tip, leave us a voicemail at 202-216-9823. Or email us a voice memo at lifekit at org. This episode of Life Kit was produced by Sylvie Douglas. Megan Kane is our managing producer. Beth Donovan is the senior editor. Our production team also includes Andy Tegel, Claire Marie Schneider, and Janet Ujung Lee. Our digital editor is Beck Harlan. I'm Mary Louise Kelly. Thanks for listening.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Indeed. You're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com LifeKit. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mass Mutual. The Financial Educators Council says 39% of Americans don't have someone to go to for financial advice, but you can plan for the short and long term with someone backed by 170 years of financial expertise at MassMutual.com.
1: Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way, stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps
0: podcast from NPR.